most competitive guy. I, I mean, I would throw on Michael Jordan, Isaiah Thomas, oh, yeah. Kobe Bryant. It's basketball. It can't be, you know, you, you can't overthink it. Hello, everybody. King and Foster. We're back here for our uh, second show. And, uh, Jimmy, I was uh, talking to one of my people who works downtown, uh, kind of has, knows the the ebb and flow of downtown Detroit. And she was saying that downtown Detroit, after it opens up for the coronavirus, we're going to be missing a, a lot of restaurants, quite a few bars. It's going to be different. Uh, because one, uh, when Detroit, when the nation catches a cold, Detroit gets pneumonia. So a lot of our hot spots are going to be in trouble. And we're going to have to find some new places to go. Uh, downtown. So I, I'm afraid that the party might be over in downtown Detroit when the coronavirus is done. And that would be tragic. Because I had fun. Well, I hope, and, and, and you're right about that, it does seem like it's um, exponentially uh, affecting um, uh, urban areas. But, you know, I think that that's why we have to be cautious uh, if 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 they open it up for a field and uh, they're saying we want 60,000 in there. Got to be cautious. I, I, that's why I agree with, um, you know, if they're holding it to 10,000 or 15,000 um, people, you know, <clears throat> I think that will, you know, obviously keep, a, you know, six foot distancing um, in order as much as possible. So. You know, I think we just have to be mindful and ease our way back into it. I don't think we should just jump right into it um, and, and 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 go right back to uh, to where it used to be. I think we should just, you know, pay attention to the levels and uh, and ease our way um, sensibly. <laughs> now, you, you're in Texas now. What can you do in Texas that you can't do here? <laughs> Let me tell you, <laughs> you can do everything here. It's, it's, it's like it was. <laughs> I mean, you know, people are still distancing at the, no, people are keeping their distancing like at the grocery store or, you know, you go, uh, uh, you know, to uh, Walmart or shopping or something, but um, traffic looks normal. Uh, people are out walking and, you know, I don't see as many people wearing masks and gloves. The only people I see really wearing masks and gloves consistently are, um, you know, uh, uh, workers who come in a lot of contact, like, you know, gas station or uh, fast food or, you know, something like that. But the general population, from what I'm seeing around here, they're 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 moving around and uh, it's getting back to normal. Now, when you go to the grocery store, do you have to wear a mask? Because I know in certain places here. You at Kroger, you have to wear a mask. Um, uh, with Costco, you have to wear a mask, and that's a national chain. So, do you have to wear a mask there in Texas? No, they, it's it's optional. They say is there are signs that say uh, if they prefer that you wear a mask, but it's not required. So, but the private owned stores or you know shops, they are most of them are requiring that you wear a mask when you come into their establishment because um it's at their discretion 
right, we got a king for the day session here for you, my friend. Um, University of Michigan president. Yeah, we're going to pull it up. Well, anyway, I, I'll just say what the deal is. Mark Schlichel, the president of Michigan University of Michigan, has said, if there's no classes, there's no Michigan football. Now, Ohio State, it looks like they're just going to go play the SEC. All right. All right, here, here, here's your dilemma. Classes are closed at the University of Michigan. It's all online. And you know what a big money maker and high profile Michigan football is. If there's no classes, are you having Michigan football play on Saturdays? Well, let's see. How interesting is that, that we have it? Okay. So here's the question. Are the student athletes now athletes? Or are they still student athletes? And if they're requiring them or asking them to play, what if they refuse to play for their health? And what I mean, how does this? So here's what I'm. This is why I'm bringing it up because you know I'm always going to bring it back to the NCAA and the treatment of players. If 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 they want these kids to come back and and play, they have to pay. So if they're not required to go to school, but they're required to come play football, they receive a check for that since they're not going okay. to school. So you say there's no Michigan football then, correct? Because I'm putting you in no. charge of it. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if there's going to be football, no problem. Bring the kids back who want to play. If they want to play down the scholarship day and they uh, they feel like they, they're comfortable in playing, play. But pay them for their okay. time and, and, and pay them for, like pay them that money that they should that they would be earned scholarship. Okay. So it's all about the money then. No, it's all not right, all I about the money. It's about being fair. What? It's not okay. about the money. It's about being fair. But you're paying them, so it's about the money. Show me the money. No. Being, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is that they're not required to go to school. Online classes, that's school. By them playing because obviously somebody wants to see them play. So who's ever paying for that, the athletes need to get compensated for playing that's it percentage of the gate is that what that can work <laughs> okay no well no there there probably won't have um any fans so whatever the tv the i guess revised tv contract or agreed upon or addendum is they should be included in that and get a piece of that 
Because at this okay. point, it has now been said that they can make money off their likeness. So what are we waiting That's on? True. Why are we continuing this hypocrisy of a system? We'll cut it out. No, they, they should stop it. But what it is, the way the system is set up is let's let's give the, the big boosters whatever they want, the coaches whatever they want, the fans, you know, give them their game, and the players just be happy that you're playing for Michigan. Just be happy that you're playing for Michigan State. You sh that that's what the, the athletes get. And right. I think that's that's wrong. Right. You look at it. If I'm a coach, so that's I can leave so today and have another job tomorrow. That's what I'm saying. So if they're going to have football, they need to pay them flat out. Here's a here's a uh, wait. Well, how many games? They play? Here's a 13 game contract. Here's a 13 game contract. You get paid five thousand dollars a game, knowing. That they make way more than that. Will anybody have a problem with that? <laughs> of course they do. They always have a problem. They don't want to give athletes anything, dude. Nothing. <laughs> that's why. That's why. That's why. Right now, while you have the leverage, you have to use it. You have the leverage now. Oh, y'all want us to play? To 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 play? No problem. So yeah, but with, you know since, what? The, the, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Since everybody, the whole world has made this whole new way of life, we can do the same thing. No problem. Yeah, but you know, they got you guys, they got athletes so brainwashed that no one wants to buck the system. No one wants to rock the boat. So, Jimmy, you didn't become woke until you graduated. Before That's it was not true. Stop what, it. Whatever, you know, that, that's that's what Stop most it. athletes are like. No, 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 no. We were walk, walking in. That's why we did what we did. <laughs> <laughs> but were you afraid to say certain things? No, we weren't afraid to say anything. <laughs> we okay. said it all. <laughs> and that's okay. how we became. So we, were, we were media darlings until we started speaking out about the injustice of college basketball. And they said, you ungrateful brats, shut up and play. That is true. So what they did with um, LeBron and, and, and that, you know, that era or that time where they were like, you know, shut up and play. Yeah, we went through that too. Just like that's why we exposed the letters that nobody even thought about when we did the documentary. We held on to those letters because like when we had, the, we had those letters then, in real time, we had them our freshman year. We read them to each other. We posted them on the um, bulletin board when we walked out to the court. And we took them down before the media came in so they wouldn't see them. But all those letters were real letters from real people who claimed to love Michigan. And what were we doing? We were black. And outspoken. That's it. We no, didn't, didn't spit like on nobody, step on nobody. We didn't. We didn't do anything. All right. Here, I got a question for you. How many members of the Fab Five are in the University of Michigan Athletic Hall of Fame? 
in the Michigan Hall of Fame? How many are in it currently? Yeah, the University of Michigan Sports Hall of Fame. How oh, many Univers- five Uh no one is in the Michigan Sports Hall of Fame. Correct. Zero. None of y'all are in there. If 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 nothing else, if there's a way you didn't stay long enough, or when you if you did stay, you didn't accomplish enough, I would put you in as a group because it's the most I would say the most famous time for Michigan basketball. It was uh your leg your footprint is still there. You left a legacy there. I think as a group, if nothing else, I would put you in as in the University of Michigan Sports Hall of Fame, particularly with some of the names I saw in there. These dudes just, you know, <laughs> they, they, they were the fifth best cross country runner in the Big Ten. So what? <laughs> well, I put I, you in this group. We didn't play to be in a Hall of Fame, you know. We 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 play for the entertainment of others. We understood that we were entertainers, so that's why we wanted to be and, and give you that style of, of, of basketball that was choreographed, that was planned. It was uh, you know who we were, you know, growing up and 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 getting to the University of Michigan. So we wanted to bring that style to the masses, and Coach Fisher. Uh, gave us that opportunity and we took advantage of it. Um, we did not win a championship. We did not win a Big Ten championship. But what we did leave is a mark on the game. We left a style of basketball that wasn't embraced until we came. We left a aesthetic looking style that is still embodied to this day and not in basketball, but for all sports and not for just sports, but for just the general population and culture. You have kids, adults, senior citizens, all the like, all different types, races, creeds, cultures, They come from all around the world. They wear black shoes and black socks. They may not know why, but that's our legacy. And even when the nostalgia of like you run into people, they remember where they were when they watched us play. They remember how they felt when they watched us play and how they felt when we gave them the courage to do certain things within them lives and within their lives from watching us. So forget basketball, forget the score. We were bigger than the game. We were bigger than the score and not egotistically and not like, you know, trying to point the finger like this is what we did because we didn't win. But that is a result of what we gave and who we were. And so that's that to me is is more, um, I love that more than any championship the love that i get and the influence that i have to this day is more important because again if you think about that team that beat us and the team that won you can't name them duke and (laughs) i I remember big 10 it was purdue because i was at the game i remember big dog robinson just giving you guys the business that one day yeah he should have let me guard him from jump (laughs) yeah yeah 
She let me guard from jump. Just like just like the North Carolina game. Should have had me on Williams from jump. Okay, you would have shut him down. The the, the okay. uh every year, uh I'm not supposed to say too much, but I'm on the Michigan Sports Hall of Fame committee. We well, then it's your fault. You keeping us out the Hall of Fame team? No, no. This is the Michigan Sports Hall, not the University of Michigan. <laughs> I, I just know when Chris All right, all right. I, I, I ain't hear that right. All right. All right. All right, you get off because all right. When, all when right. Chris Weber's name comes up, it's like a riot every year. And <laughs> and I, I fight to try to get him on the ballot. I love it. And I love so that you said that. I love that. I love that he draws so much emotion that it's a riot when you bring up his name. I love it. That lets you know how important it is, how important he is to is. the nomination either way. And I'm fighting for the brother, believe it or not. Of course I believe it, man. Okay, because at I the end of the day, you don't prepare. You speak your mind, right? And that's the problem. Most people get offended because you speak your mind. And I'm not saying, you know, like, you know, but but I'm just saying most people don't, don't speak their minds. So, you know, when, when you run across someone who's refreshing that way and they tell you straight up, their opinions, to respect that. And a lot of people are uncomfortable with it. So thank you for being an advocate for my brother because he deserves it. He does deserve to be on there. Uh, my bottom line is, can he play or could he play? Right. Was he one of the best athletes right. in the state of Michigan? Yes. Yeah. I mean, this is not just what he did in Michigan. He had two fabulous years in Michigan. He had a stellar NBA career, and you could throw in the broadcasting too. There's three years where he, at least above average, I say put him in. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Of course, and just from his numbers alone, what he did in the state, what he did as a as a in state as one of your own, you should want to honor his achievements and accomplishments. So. Uh, state championships in the state of Michigan, staying in the state of Michigan, bringing uh, one of the state colleges to national prominence and becoming the number one NBA pick, becoming a rookie of the year, um, taking a lowly franchise to a perennial playoff contender and becoming a Hall of Fame player, a one of five players that's averaged 20 points, 10 rebounds, and five assists in a career. His stats, his yeah. pedigree for itself. Right. No, it does. Absolutely. Now, I was just curious. Uh, you brought up Chris State in Michigan. If you had to stay in Texas, your home state, and play college basketball, where would you have gone? I'm, I always now, assumed it would have been Texas. Yeah, and that's 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 what everybody. And that's what I was going to say. Everybody would have thought it would have been Texas. However, if I would have stayed in in Texas, it would have been an SMU. But at that time, you know, they were uh, still in the death penalty or just coming out of it, uh, football wise. And of course, that affected the basketball and and all the other sports. But 
um, during that era, coming out of Dallas area in the late 80s and early 90s, we had a hotbed of a lot of talent that got away because of that. So SMU would have been one of the best colleges like you see in the past couple of years, football and basketball. You know, they've been, you know, kind of easing their way back up to uh, national prominence. But back in the late 80s and early 90s, all the talent that was here in Dallas, um, I believe, would have stayed here in this area. So SMU would have been uh, the local or the the home state college that I would have attended. All right. Oklahoma State wouldn't have paid you to, to go there? Oklahoma you know, State, was- that's another state. However... You know, Oklahoma was writing those fat checks dirty? back then. <laughs> <laughs> Who's dirty? Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Oh, I think at that time it was Oklahoma. Really? Was I remember I had back. to, uh, I had to cover the uh, the tournament, and and for whatever reason, I followed Oklahoma State. Eddie Sutton was the coach there. You yeah. could just tell everything was not above board there. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, who, who's going to be in uh, Stillwater? Like, who's who? Back then, not not too many, you know, traffic was coming through there, and plus, right. it's not as you know, social media is not as easily or readily known. But we all know the game now. We've all seen the exposure when we peel back and we see uh, what's going on with major shoe companies trickling down, paying kids in middle school, high school, like, come on. Like, you know, I mean, this this has been going on for years. It's been going on for years. And I think that, you know, the, the, the system is so outdated that if you just look at the European system, their kids get paid at 12, 13, 14, 15 years old. So by the time they're 16, 17, they got four or five years of pro experience. They have been getting paid. They've been playing with pros. So when a guy like Luka Doncic come over here, it's nothing to him. He's been doing this seamless, easy. He has no violations. He doesn't have to worry about having a bad name, people looking at him. He is all world at this point, and all because he came up in a different system. And that's the hypocrisy with the amateur system here in the United States and the European system that allowed their kids to come up here and become superstars and make money without any repercussions. And our kids are vilified for living, for trying to make a living off their talents. And that's a, that is a crime. The NCAA are criminals. They are criminals, but you know, I I feel that sometimes when I was in the media, we played into it because I just kept reading over and over and over. Just be happy you got a scholarship, and you know my kids had to pay to go to school. But my thing is, if you can bring something to the table, whether it's in athletics or academics or something else, the colleges will pay you to go to their school. Um, if if, if I have know, a music. If I had a music right. scholarship, I could go on tour and get paid. Right. right. And in the off season, I could get a job, <laughs> or I can work <clears throat> after the concert or before the concert. Like I could still make money 
athletics is the only place that you can't do that. And then everybody looks at us like, what's wrong with you? But we're like, we're handcuffed and we can't eat. So what if we're on the field on Saturday? So what? So what if I'm on CBS on Sunday? So what? <laughs> okay, here's the deal. You can have that and give me the check. <laughs> you can have it. Just give me my check. And then we could call it quits. We can call it even. Then we could do it that way. Because now you got guys they're rivaling 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 you know what I'm saying um the NCAA so now there's opportunities to guys to go to the G League and still go to school and make money there's opportunities now they've got you know we've seen it the past three four years the guys go overseas and then they come back you know they'll just skip college go overseas for a year make a half a million dollars and come back and go pro so there are so many ways now that the NCAA doesn't no longer has a monopoly on amateur sports. There's too many outlets at this point, so they're they're going to have to revamp their whole system. Which I said, good. I want to see more guys go to the G League. Yeah, I won't <laughs> see them or hear from them for a couple of years, but I know they get paid, and then when they come back, they'll be prepared for the NBA, just like any. Yeah, be well prepared as you. and and have a couple of years in college. Like they're going to get a check and be in school. That's the best of both right. worlds. So that's what I'm saying. Go to college, get your education, but give them something to live on. You're making so much money that you can pay for, not even pay for it. Let these kids earn their money to live. That's it. I agree. Because they used to get money back in the day. It was called, um, they used to get a stipend for, for lunch or something. Oh, it was laundry money. And, you know, it was the equivalent of a couple hundred bucks a week, uh, you know, in, in today's society. Wow. I know you were $200 a week. All right, brother, we got wow. out. Wow. So, I'm so you can get some money to do up. your laundry, but you can't right. get your money to eat. You can't get the money no. to live. Nope. Not at all, brother. The way it goes. All we right, gotta do better. We, we are. That's that's why we're here. We're going we're gonna change this stuff right now. Hey, Amen. All right, brother. Good seeing you. Have fun in Texas. You and, all, uh, all right. Peace out. See you Thursday. Down with the NCAA. <laughs> all right. You're gonna get arrested. <laughs>